Welcome to the After School Podcast, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Today, you've got AJ, Danny, and Cyrus. Today, we'll be having a disclaimer because we will be talking about Asian American Pacific Islander hate. So if you are uncomfortable on topics such as violence, this episode might not be for you. So the first question, if uh, you haven't been checking the news lately, is what is Asian American Pacific Islander hate, also known as AAPI hate? Let's get this clear. Asian American Pacific Islanders include people of, but not limited to, and yes, I will be listing all of these, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, Indonesian, Filipino, Thai, Cambodian, Vietnamese, Taiwanese, Malaysian, or Myanmar descent. This is basically hate on Asian American Pacific Islanders, and it's racist, blatantly racist. There are multiple events that have occurred that involves Asian American Pacific Islander hate. I'm sure that you probably woke up one day, you know, thinking, hey, I want to go on a walk or I want to go walk my dog. You know, everybody thinks that kind of stuff. It's a nice day. You want to go for a walk. Except this particular man was known for going on his walks for hours and hours around his neighborhood. And he was known for that. His neighborhood knew that, oh, that's the guy that walks, right? So this man, he was very vibrant. He was very healthy. Um, especially during this year of a pandemic, right? So everybody kind of thought, okay, this is a bad year for everybody. But he kind of changed things for himself. He was more vibrant. He was healthier. He was taking walks. And this 84-year-old immigrant from Thailand went on a walk and didn't come home because of hate, because of racism. He went on a walk, which he does every day, which is normal for him, and he ended up unconscious and never woke up again. His own daughter says that she will never get to see her father again after the last time that she saw him, she never got to say goodbye. This racism, this, like, these horrific stories of hate and murder just because you don't like the way somebody looks. He was 84 years old going on a walk. What exactly is there there that is going to make you want to stab somebody multiple times? It's cruel. It's mean. It's murder. Because you don't like where somebody's from. I mean, is that what our society has come to nowadays? I get it. We've all been locked in for a year. So you're going you're gonna to leave your house and you're just going to think, I'm going to stab that person because I don't like the way their eyes are shaped. This racism, these attacks, this 84-year-old man had a family. And he never got to say goodbye. I want to quickly say that these events are to the point of unbelievable because we are promised by our Constitution, but we know that promises, especially in America, are broken often. And in the Constitution, it says that it promises us the freedom from fear. And I don't think an event like this would help Asian Americans or Asian immigrants or any immigrant feel welcome. I don't think it'll help them feel like they do have that right to not be afraid to be living. And these people were just living their lives not expecting anything to happen, not expecting attack. But then it happens. And we can't really, it's hard to understand why one would attack 
but it really boils down to racism that's been going on for so long. So it comes down to educating ourselves too, to be aware. In that same article by CNN that includes Mr. Vichar's incident, it also mentions that Oakland's Chinatown neighborhood, police said a man violently shoved three unsuspecting people on January 31st, injuring a 91-year-old man, a 60-year-old man, and a 50-year-old woman. There's been a rise in hate crimes against Asians due to, I don't know if it's due to the pandemic, but during the pandemic, there has been an increase. And it's significant. And it shouldn't be that, it shouldn't be that a giant that the news has to cover in order for us to finally pay attention to it. This should always be paid attention to. People are evil. People are. And selfish. Oh, it boils my blood. Yes. Another event that took place was in Atlanta, where three different spas were shot up on the night of March 16th. During these shootings, there were a total of nine people who got injured or killed. Eight were killed and one was injured. Of all these victims, six were Asian and were white, and the other one is not reportedly stated. The person who did it was Robert Aaron Long. He was responsible for all three shootings and was reportedly arrested on the same night. March 16th. It doesn't say how long he's in for. This is really depressing, dude. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing. I'm going through, like, his um, intentions. It's unbelievable. It's like, like, imagine, like, yourself in that situation where somebody walks into the store that you work at holding a gun. And, like, that person holds your life in their hand. You know? Like, you could be gone just like that, simply because, what, he had a sex addiction? I mean, right here it says that he said he had a temptation that he wanted to eliminate. So he killed them because he didn't, because they were Asian. Do you see, like, do you see how messed up that is? Also from that same, same article, it says, Long told investigators the killings were not racially motivated, the Cherokee County Sheriff's Office said. I beg to disagree. He has a temptation that he wants to eliminate, and then they say that it's, like, not racially motivated. This is harder than I thought it was going to be. It, it is. Another example of Asian-American Pacific Islander hate includes the brutal attack of a Filipino 65-year-old woman near Times Square. And... The unbelievable part is that security guards failed to intervene while a man kicked and stomped on the woman near Times Square, yelling, you don't belong here. That's what the man was saying. It was on uh, West 43rd Street. And people, protesters were outside the building where the woman was attacked. And the security camera video shows this man kicking on her, telling her, you don't belong here. 
As the violent scene unfolded in Manhattan, three men watched from the lobby of a nearby luxury apartment building. When the woman struggled to stand up, one of the men, a security guard, closed the front door to the building. She was looking for help, and they really weren't offering it to her. The police charged Brandon Elliott, 38, with felony assault as hate crime. He was released, Mr. Elliott was released from prison in 2019 and was on lifetime parole after he was convinced of fatally stabbing his mother in 2002, the police said. We keep repeating it, but unbelievable. Woman is getting beat. She's getting beat outside of a store. Not only do they not offer help, but they completely shut the door to them helping. Yes. She's hopeless in that moment. She's old, she's weak. And she's laying on the floor, unable to get up. And instead of walking out, lending a hand, trying to figure out who it was, trying to stop him, they literally closed the door on her. How do you do that? How do you let a hate crime happen in front of your eyes and sit there and do nothing? Or better yet, you do do something. You close the door. You say, no, I don't want to help you. They're struggling. She can't fight back. Yes. She's, she's an elderly woman. She can't fight back. Understand that the security guards and the people looking on, they didn't have to go fist fight the man, but they could have at least called authorities. I'm looking in the article and it explains some in instances where bystanders, they get attacked, they get injured or worse because they try to help. Another person says that just shout out what's happening to disrupt the violence. If you at least can get attention from others, then you can have a higher chance of getting that suspect. You don't have to combat them. You can at least just get an authority that you know could help the situation. I feel like the worst part to me is like the authority was right there. Yes. Matter of fact, the authority was the person who closed the door. The security guard, yes. You look for help, you're, you're in pain. You're, let's say you're dying. Who do you call? You call 911. You call the cops. You call somebody to help you, right? Somebody that you know is going to help you. I'm assuming that in that moment, she felt like that security guard was right there. He was going to help her. Yes. And as he's walking towards her, she gets some sort of hope. And then he closes the door and it's all gone. He closes the door as if that's going to just make it go away. As if it's going to make it better. You ignore a situation like that and you become part of the problem. Yes. AJ's right. You know, you don't have to put yourself in the middle of the bystander and the victim. Yeah. You don't have to physically put yourself there. But simply doing something like shouting stop or getting attention, the man isn't going to keep going. The person isn't going to keep going because there's too much attention. It'll get them to stop. Try everything that you can before actually getting physically involved. Yes, I totally agree with that. But when you're a security guard and you close the door on helping somebody, 
when your job is literally to help somebody? Yes. It's ugly. It's disgusting. My grandmother, she's an elderly Filipino woman, 72 years old. And she she just casually walks around L.A. so that she can get to her job, so that she can get groceries. So it's scary to think if this happened in New York, what if it could happen to my own grandmother? You know, it's scary. Because these people weren't expecting it. It could happen to any one of us. Any Asian American, any Asian American Pacific Islander. And we wouldn't even know it. It doesn't end here, unfortunately. We've had an elderly woman, an elderly man, young women who were just trying to work. And it doesn't end there. You go shopping and somebody beats you. In Ontario Mills, there was a man arrested. Oh yeah, Ontario Mills. For my fellow people in Redlands, a place that's what I want to say 30 minutes away, somewhere so close, and a man gets arrested for a hate crime towards Asians. And the worst part is that this is only one man. The other man, they're, they're, they don't know where he is. You attack people because... I, just, I feel like there's just no excuse for this. On Easter Sunday, two men get into a verbal argument with an Asian couple over social distancing. During a pandemic, you don't want to social distance and then you're going to beat the people because they tell you to. We're in a pandemic. Yeah, it's ugly. It's rude. It's it's a, it's a mean hate crime because hate crimes are mean. Hate crimes are meant to get to people. And you're supposed to say, it's not going to get to me. I'm just going to fight back. No, you know what? It is getting to people because it's gotten to the point where this couple can't even go shopping safely. Because what? People are going to blame the pandemic on them. I am at a loss of words. Because how is it possible that somebody like myself, right? Somebody like maybe even Cyrus, we can get up and go to the mall, right? I, as a Mexican, I do experience racism, but I have never been in a position like AJ's where I have to be scared for my grandmother who walks to work, walks to the grocery store, does daily things, things that are normal. But it's gotten to the point where people are afraid, where Asians, Pacific Islanders, are afraid to do everyday tasks because people get beat in the streets. They get shot. They get stabbed multiple times. And it doesn't look like it's stopping. We haven't shed, shed enough light on this situation. 
These are hate crimes where people can't go shopping, people can't go grocery shopping, clothes shopping, go to a mall. People can't go walking their dogs or walking through the streets of New York or LA. Of Ontario Mills. Simply because you could turn a corner and somebody's not going to like the way that you look. And how are they going to react? They're going to hit you. They're going to step on you. They're going to kick you and they're going to tell you you don't belong. For non-Asians or Pacific Islanders, put yourself in these shoes. How would you feel if you were afraid that you'd get a call at any moment that your grandma just got beat? If you got a call from your parents saying, lock the door, stay inside, people are getting killed. We've only mentioned, I want to say, four stories. And those are only four stories. There's so many more, and they're piling up every single day. These are hate crimes. Yeah, we live in a cruel world, shocker. But why, instead of us making it better, do we just settle with it? Do we just deal with it? I, for one, do not want to deal with a cruel world. I want to let my kids grow up in a world where they don't have to be afraid to walk outside. I want my friends to be able to have kids and not be afraid to let them walk outside. This is disgusting. And then... If you notice, a lot of these crimes are targeted at high, there's a high population of Asian, it, yeah, there's a big Asian community, especially in the Bay Area and New York, Bay Area and New York, so, almost seems like they knew what would happen, like they knew the Bay Area, let's just target someone. And it's really hard. Because then all the Asians in the Asian Pacific Islanders are afraid for their lives. Every day. Because, again, repeating myself, they're just living their lives. Doing what they've always done. Mr. Vichar, he was just walking like he always did. Then, he got attacked. So, of those of you who are not Asian American or Asian Pacific Islander, I hope that you can find ways to help, and there are ways to help. CNN made an article, and a simple one. It can happen anywhere. Stop racist remarks when you see or hear them. I know it's really hard, especially as a high schooler when racist remarks come normal if you start to call them out you're seen as uncool but you have to call these out because if we don't call them out then who's going to stop them and we can't we can't just think well if i'm not going to do it i know there's someone else well what if everyone else was thinking that way that someone else will do it for me then no one will do it So we have to be active. Another way is to support local Asian American businesses. 
a way also is to donate to victims' families. Advocate it through all your platforms, no matter how small. Just give some attention to the attacks that have been happening. Support groups that are fighting for this change. Over the past year, more than 3,700 cases of discrimination, harassment, or violence against Asian Americans have been, have been reported according to the advocacy group Stop AAPI Hate. The Asian American Legal Defense and Education Fund works to protect and promote the civil rights of Asian Americans. It's fueled by donations of volunteer lawyers and law students. And finally, Asian Americans Advancing Justice, AAJC, works to improve public education, public policy advocacy, and community organizing to help build a more equitable society for all. To say the least, this was a tough episode, but we have to shed light on the hard topics. We want to try our best to, you know, make this a fun podcast for people that, who just want something to listen to, you know? But even in that, there are certain things that you just cannot ignore. Sign petitions. Donate money. Even pocket change. Because it is needed. Use your platforms. Advocate. Raise awareness. This is our time. Us as teenagers. This century. This generation. It's happened so much and we have to say stop. I want to put a stop to it because it's happened for way too long. It's been dealt with for way too long. And I, for one, am tired of dealing with it. I see what friends are going through. I see what people around me are going through. And it pains me because other people just don't care. Maybe you have friends that are Asians and you just scroll through infographics and you don't really pay attention to them. Or you see petitions and you kind of just ignore them because you assume somebody else is going to sign it. Your signature isn't going to make a difference. It is. It is going to make a difference. Because your signature gives us, puts us one step closer to putting an end to this. This world will never be perfect. But what's the harm in trying? What are you going to lose? What are you going to lose in taking two minutes out of your day to donate a little money and sign a petition? Or even to just read an article that talks about how you can help? Or a list of businesses that you can buy from? We can't sit back anymore. We have to talk about it. Because I'm tired of hearing silence. I don't want to be worried for my family in the future. I don't want AJ to be worried for hers or Cyrus to be worried for his. Be an advocate. Raise awareness. It's time. What way to end our difficult episode, our serious episode, this serious episode. It will not be the last of our serious and difficult episodes because we have to be there to be the voice. So if you all want to go in more depth, look at more topics that we have covered, then we'll also be including the links in the podcast notes to check out what happened to the victims, how to support the victims, and how to continue helping the AAPI community. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you on the flip side.